0: say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You need another chance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo, and oh, Happy New Year. You're going to be so glad you're here. You know why? I've got Darren J Gold with me, and guess what he's going to help you do to start the new year right? You're going to master your own code. What? Yeah. Hello. Hey, the book is fantastic. I'm just telling you what a way to start the year, the art, wisdom, and science of leading an extraordinary life. Hello. Do you know what extraordinary means? Extraordinary. That's extraordinary. And I am just blown away by Master Your Own Code. I am blown away by Darren J. Gold. I am blown away by his honesty, his vulnerability. And the fact that he just wants to help so many people. And you know that's what A New Direction is all about. And so how can it be any better than for us to start the new year of mastering your own code? And I cannot wait. And I look forward to it. But let's do what we do every – the new year starting out. Let's figure out where you're at, right? I mean – Oh, you know, I mean, I believe we're four-part people, right? Physical people, mental people, emotional people, spiritual people. So let's let's start the new year. You know how are we doing, right? Let's talk about the physical area. Scale of one to ten. One is miserable. Ten is outstanding. Five is average. All right. How are you doing physically? All right, I'm looking, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. Some of you going, well, Jay, you know, it was the holidays, it kind of overate a little bit and kind of, uh, you know, going to have to get back into the gym. Well, you weren't in the gym for the first 365 days, I don't know what's making you think that you're going to be in the gym. I'm kidding. Yeah, good. I'm, hopefully, you will get into the gym this year. I mean, some of you have made that promise over and over again and still haven't been in the gym, right? But good for you. I'm, I'm glad that you're going to go. Uh, you know what? It's got to be meaningful because if it's meaningful to you, and you know, maybe you've got some stories in your Head about the gym that you need to address. You know, you know who's going to do that today? <laughs> Darren Gold's going to do that today. He's going to help you address some of the stories that you have in your head. So maybe it's the gym. You know, maybe you know you, you didn't eat right. Maybe you had a little bit more to drink than you should have. Okay, okay, All right. We got some work to do there. But maybe, you know, but can I tell you something that I, you're probably not thinking about physically that you really need to look at? Rest, sleep. I'm telling you, sleep is so important. We underestimate the power of getting a good night's sleep. And so, you know, maybe one of your goals this year should be when it comes to the physical part of who you are is is that you're going to get more sleep because so many of you are so busy and are doing so much and are so highly stressed and so highly strung out from just work and worry. You know what? Maybe this is a year of just getting the right amount of sleep you know throughout the year. So think about that. So you've got a number, right? There's your first number is your physical number. Second number is the mental number, right? And you know I I I for years now I've talked about what the mental number means, right? It's it's what you're consuming, you know, into the your brain, you know, the right side, the left side of the brain. But I talk about, you know, things like how are you growing in knowledge? How are you growing in wisdom? How are you growing in understanding? You know, it's just it happens to be a coincidence, um, maybe not, that this book, Master Your Own Code, is going to talk about wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And so, I mean, it's a great it's a great book. And but you know what? It's consuming books like this. It's it's taking up a new instrument. It's 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 you know learning a foreign language or and learn new learning, learning a new language that enhances both halves of your brain so that you can increase your knowledge, increase your wisdom, so that you know wisdom is about being able to speak truth into the lives of people in a way that encourages them and helps them grow. And then, you know, the other one is, you know, of course, understanding, you know, right? Because we we spend so much time trying to be understood rather than trying to understand the other side. And, you know, Darren's going to help us with that. So on a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 outstanding. How are you doing mentally? consuming things. Then thirdly, right, is the emotional side of everything. And, you know, so often we talk about things like emotional IQ or emotional EQ, right, you know, the emotional quotient or emotional intelligence. And, you know, it really comes down simply for me to two things really when I, when it comes to evaluating your emotions one is how well can you control your own emotions and then two is how well can you tap into the emotions of other people and understand them and you know i will i will say this about controlling your own emotions you know i, I tell people this a lot of time especially because people will say you know i am what i am i can't change who i am Darren's going to talk about this a little bit later, but you know what the truth of the matter is? This idea that your emotions are so hardwired that you just can't take a break from your emotions is just horrible. And it's not true. It's a myth. And, you know, we need to we need to come to grips here in this country, right? Because we are so emotional about so many things that, you know what, you do not have to be emotional if you don't want to be emotional. You can, I, I literally have told a, a client, several clients, I've literally said, you know what, it's okay to take a break from your emotions. You just don't have to feel today it's like, they go, really? I go, yeah, you really don't have to feel. And you know, it's amazing what happens when you don't have to feel, um, that you're able to use the left side of your brain and take a more logical view of things. And it's really quite interesting when you do that. And so uh, I bring that up to you. So how are you doing emotionally? Scale of one to 10, one measurable, 10 outstanding. All right, good. It's three numbers. Okay, finally, the spiritual number. And you know, we get caught up into the spiritual number, but you know, we're spiritual beings and people go, I don't know, I don't, I'm not a spiritual person. Yeah, you are. You see, if you were to move the physical, the mental, the emotional, what would be left? Well, that's probably the spiritual side of you, right? It's probably that side of you that you can't explain, that's not scientific, it doesn't have any explanation, but yet you know there's something else that settles you or puts you at ease or uh, gives you a sense of peace or a sense of hope or a sense of something beyond your emotions, beyond your mental capacity, beyond your physical being that you know that just, you know that you know that you know exists. And it's something that you have faith in. And it could be a variety of things. Some people, it is God. Some people, it's nature. Some people, it's karma. Some people, it's, it's you know, just the belief in, in life itself. I mean, there's a number of people that believe that there's just source of life. Is that, that it's Mother Nature. That there's, you know, some people, it's music, believe it or not, right? I mean, music can be something spiritual for you because it can touch the soul. And so I'm going to ask you uh, this year, you know, as you think about your spiritual self, you know, you know, how, what is it that you believe in and how's that working for you? And how's that providing you a sense of peace or a sense of hope? You know, how does, how, how is that working for you? Right. And, and what do you need to change it? You know, for some people it's meditation and, you know, or prayer or whatever it may be, you know, but you need to have that thing. And on a scale of one to 10, how are you doing it? And, and make it a goal. You know, all these areas, make it a goal, right? If it's God, how's that relationship working out for you, right? Whatever it may be, okay? And now you have four numbers, right? You have the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual number, and you have to think about those as being the four legs of a chair, okay? And if the chair is uneven, right, those legs are uneven, and you're sitting in that chair, it makes things very difficult. And at the same time, if the chair is too low, it makes it very hard to get up and get out of a chair, right? And also makes things uncomfortable, so this year for yourself, you know, why don't you set a goal that you're going to come up with the idea of how are you going to improve all four areas of your life, right? And by the way, if you're three today, that's okay. I'm not asking you to try to get to a 10. I just want you to get to a four. And so you need to just ask yourself, what do I, why am I where I'm at? And then what do I need to do to change? And that is uh, bringing in, I believe, will bring in your 2020 in a way that will help you uh, grow and will help you you know, become even a better person than you are right now. And, you know, talk about somebody who's going to help you become a better person. I need to introduce uh, Darren J. Gold. Uh, Darren Gold is a managing partner at the Triumph Group, where he advises and coaches CEOs and their leadership teams. As many of the world's most innovative companies, including Roche, Dropbox, Lululemon, you may have heard of them. Uh, Sephora, Cisco, eBay, any eBay, any of these ringing a bell for you? Uh, Activision, does that help you? Uh, how about Warner Brothers? That yeah. He is the author and master of this book called uh, Master Your Code, which I'm holding up here for those of are watching uh, Facebook Live, and of course those who are listening here on uh, Castbox FM Live, and those who will be listening on. Uh, the Oak 93.5, uh, you know, uh, there's the book is called Master Your Code. His website is Darren J. Gold, D-A-R-R-E-N-J-Gold.com. Uh, the, the guy is outstanding. He's brilliant. He is trained as a lawyer. He worked at McKinsey Company, Company, uh, was a partner at two San Francisco investment firms. He's been a CEO of two companies. He currently lives in San Francisco, uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, with his wife and his children. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, and welcome to a New Direction, Darren J. Gold. Welcome to the show, Darren. Jay, it's awesome to be on with you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Listen, the book, Master Your Code, uh, well-reviewed, and I'll be putting out my review uh I'll be listing my review today. It usually takes them a few days since I review so many books. But I'll be doing my review because this book is uh, so dog-eared for those people who can watch. I've dog-eared this book like crazy. I've highlighted it all over the place in like several different colors. I've notated this book. This book is a game-changer. It was a game-changer for me. It really, really was. As good as I think I am in this (laughs) stuff, you know, when it comes to psychology as a psychological professional and in terms of being in control of my own life... I found this book to be tremendously helpful. So the first thing I want to say is thank you for writing it, because it is a tremendously helpful book, and I think people are uh, going to be uh, helped by it. Um, so thank you for that. So what I want thank to you. do here is, um, let, let's, let's, let's just take this from the introduction, because you know a lot of people out there who are listening to us right now, and who will be listening to us on podcasts all over the world, uh, by the way, thank you, 39 countries in, in now around the world, uh let's talk about your story real quick and because i think it's important that people understand your story before we get into the how-tos of the book do you mind doing that for us
1: yeah i'd be happy to do it and it's um i'd I'd start by saying it's a story that took me a long time to feel comfortable sharing but um i do so in the book and of course happy to do so here Uh, i was born into a uh a pretty broken family. My father was a World War II baby in London and uh, sort of took to the streets very early on as a kid and uh, turned into a kind of a hustler, for lack of a better word, um, living a life of crime. And I entered that as a child. That was, the, what, I, that, that was what I thought was normal. Um, a lot of crime, a lot of violence, fortunately none towards me. Um, both of my parents spent you know some time in jail, Uh, there was alcohol and drug abuse and um i say this just to give you know you and your listeners a sense of um, the environment i was raised in the one constant however and the sort of silver lining and all of that was as you know insanely volatile as that upbringing was i had this constant source of love uh from my father it was unconditional and it was full and i felt safe and supported despite my environment because of that um but it was very formative and out of that very formative experience, I began to develop a set of core beliefs. The biggest one, which I think will be near and dear to your heart, was just the importance of education. And I read and I did well in school. And it was out of this obsession to not live the same life I had been living. And when I had a family of my own to provide them with a very different one. So that that was a, a big sort of belief system that uh, that I began
0: to form um, out of out of that childhood. That's Awesome. So Darren, let me ask you this. One of the questions that you ask right away in this, in this, in the, in your book, Master Your Code is how does anyone get to a point where he or she can say unequivocally that they live, that they live or, uh, or they're, they're fulfilled and, and are fully alive. How, yeah. It's, it's a really great question. Can you dig into that a little bit more? Yeah,
1: it's it, I think it is such an important question and we all of us are I think asking that in one way shape or another um, You know, what does it take to lead an extraordinary life? What's getting in the way of me leading an extraordinary life and in many ways the book sets out to Tackle that very big question and provide humbly speaking some answers and a guidebook for for doing that I think it starts with and you know, no surprise that the first chapter is about awareness that we you know we need to be aware to begin with we can't change what we can't see and i i begin the book with a very critical distinction that came to me as i was writing the book actually and it's really what i think ties everything together which is that we um form very early on in life a what i call a computer program a set of beliefs values and rules that are subconsciously constructed we don't even know that we're forming them they're safety based Uh, They're designed to protect us, but not necessarily for us to thrive. They automatically drive our behavior and limit our results. And many of us reach adulthood, even successfully, being run by this program and don't even know it. And so the um, the first step is just the awareness. There is so much liberation that happened for me when I discovered, hold on a second, every part of who I am, how I see the world, how I behave, um, all of my success, all of my limitations are stem from this subconscious program. I have a choice to rewrite that, and then I offer the distinction of a code, which is a consciously constructed set of beliefs, values, and rules that is purposefully designed to really lead an extraordinary life. And um, so number one, just the awareness that wait a second, I'm run by a set of beliefs all of those beliefs were made up at one point in my life, and if they were made up I can Reconstruct them the next part is the long journey of reconstructing the kind of critical beliefs that shape who you are And that's really what the book sets out to do
0: You do you you touched on these three essential things right away, and, and I really appreciate you doing that because um, you, you talk about there's three essential things you need to know about your program and mm. Uh, the first, uh, I'm just gonna, and I, I, and I want you to jump in, and and if you feel like you went, to, the first thing you say is every single part of your program was subconsciously constructed in yep. response to your environment. The second piece you say is almost all of your programming is designed to avoid risk and keep you safe. And and then the third thing you say is since your program is entirely made up, you have the ability to rewrite or reconstruct any part of it. And and. I think the third piece, uh, all three pieces are very powerful, but I think the third piece is really powerful because y- y- what you go on to say is very few people realize the fact that you can reconstruct it.
1: Yeah, it's it's very true. You know, I, I share this story early in the book, which is uh, the late author David Foster Wallace shared in a commencement speech of these two younger fish swimming and the older fish swims by and says, hey boys, how's the water? <laughs> And they look at each other in bewilderment and they say, what the hell is water? (laughs) And it's such a great metaphor because that is our lives for most of us. It was for me. Um, I was swimming metaphorically through the waters of my beliefs and my values and my culture and my conditioning. And I didn't even know that I was in water. So this very critical distinction for many people, and I I share it, for me it was life changing um really rocked my world and and, and opened up uh, what I call the human superpower mm. which is the ability to choose the meaning that we give to our circumstances mm. you know I can I can construct my beliefs and I get to choose and I get to choose which beliefs better serve me and that's really a fundamental fundamentally different question to be asking
0: it, it is and here's the thing that you do next that I just found brilliant is, you then challenge us in this book with the chapters, but the chapters are really, the the titles of the chapters are really the opposite of the questions we usually tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. So chapter one, for instance, we say, typically, I am who I am. Yep. Versus, what the, the name of your chapter is, I am author of my own life. And then chapter two, we have this hardwiring that says, I'm hardwired to react. You can't get anything, right? I mean, we've all said it. Versus yeah. I act, I don't react. Chapter three, our normal programming is I avoid risk and do whatever it takes to get by versus I play to win. Next is I avoid responsibility. Nobody wants to say that, but it's really the truth. It's how our actions tell us versus I am 100%, 100% responsible for my life. Right. By the way, I think avoid responsibility to me when I read that the first time is really I blame other people for, for my Absolutely. life. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's I mean, a nice way of saying right? I blame others. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said it really nicely. The fact that matters, I blame everybody else because it's not my fault. And then of course you have, I, I hold on to grudges and pe- there's people who can relate to that versus I forgive unconditionally. I need to be right. And I know this one so well. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. do I know this one, Darren versus yeah. I seek to understand. Ask my wife. It's the one thing we're working on this year is uh, my my, my wife, too. We had a conversation about it last night. (laughs) Oh, this is a work in progress. (laughs) This is a total work in progress, man. Uh, Here's the next one is uh, chapter seven. I I don't challenge the status quo. You have to ask yourself if you say these things, folks. I don't challenge the status quo versus I own my own identity. Uh, Chapter eight, I have limited potential, which many of us think that we do, versus I never stop learning and growing. One of my favorite chapters, chapter eight. Chapter nine, sometimes if we ask ourselves and be honest, I don't keep my commitments versus I am my word. And then chapter 10, we often will say to ourselves, I don't control my own destiny versus your answer, which is I live on purpose. And Mm -hmm. I thought that that was a brilliant way to point out to us the things that we say to ourselves versus how you're going to help us. How uh, are you going to help us move on beyond ourselves? Where did you get, I mean, these, these are more than observations. They have yeah. to be more than that. So where did that come from? Just out of curiosity.
1: Yeah. It, a lot of it came from, and I would say just to, to, to finish that, or not to finish that list, but to put it back into the metaphor. The first uh, thing is your program. This is the default program. The thing that you're conditioned, the answer is, is the line of code that you construct. Um, but where it came from uh, is, a, you know, an obsession with answering this question of like, what does it mean to be human, and how are humans? How do they behave, and what does it take to lead an extraordinary life? It's a question I've been wrestling with with over, you know, for over a decade, both personally and professionally. I, like you, have been, am an avid reader and what I call kind of a curator of wisdom, and I've, I've done so much that I just felt like there was so much great stuff out there um and you know could i try to synthesize it uh in an attempt to boil it down and i don't want to be reductive but boil it down to its essence and these sort of 10 things came out of that kind of reflection and an effort to synthesize a lot of incredible wisdom ancient wisdom modern science um and the catalyst for it all was my oldest son uh was leaving for college two and a half years ago, and I sat down to write him a letter. And the letter was um, basically advice to a son to how to, you know, son or daughter. Uh, my middle daughter's off to college now. Uh, how to lead a, an extraordinary life? And these ten principles sort of flowed out of that uh, letter. So that was the inspiration.
0: Very, very cool. We're talking with Darren J. Gold, author of this outstanding book, Master Your Code. And uh, we're going to get into the, the details of this this book that are going to help you uh, the art, the wisdom, and the science of leading of an extraordinary life. And uh, he's going to be with us here for uh, till the top of the hour uh, to help us um, just be able to work on our lives and do that. But I got to tell you what I need to do right now because you know who's helped us is Epic Physical Therapy. They have become a sponsor of A New Direction. We are so grateful for them and we welcome them to the show and I ask that you do the same thing. But it doesn't matter what your injuries are. It doesn't matter if you're coming from an injury. It doesn't matter if it's a surgery. It doesn't matter if you're suffering from everyday aches and pains. Maybe you're having just plain old difficulty performing the activities of daily life. Maybe you're just looking how to improve the way you feel and you move. Maybe you're a professional athlete or a college athlete or a high school athlete that's just not Getting to where you need to be. Well, guess what? The elite team at Epic PT will provide you with a customized treatment plan tailored to your individual needs. With their experience in rehabbing young athletes to elite professionals, they understand and know how to treat the entire body and they do it as a functional whole, not just your symptoms or your injury. Epic Relief, Epic Recovery, epic, epic Results. You can learn more by going to EpicPT.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And, of course, Linda Craft and Team Realtors. Where would be, be without them? doesn't matter where you're at in the world. They can help you find the right Realtor anywhere in the world to help you sell your home or buy your next home. And you know what? And they are locally owned and operated in Raleigh, North Carolina, but they help people all over the world. You can learn more about them and why they are literally... For 35 years, the legends of customer service when it comes to real estate. Check them out at lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here with Darren J Gold and his book, Master Your Code. Fantastic book. And we're about now just going to really start digging in. So Hmm. folks, get your notebooks ready because we're going to start digging in. Uh, to some of these chapters, and we're going to we're gonna dispel the myths, and um, we're going to talk to you about how to rewrite your code in so many different areas of your life, as, as many as we can get into today. And so the first one is, the first myth that we have is, I am who I am versus, I am the author of my own life. So let's talk about, I'm the author of my own life versus, I am who I am. Let's talk about that myth, and let's talk about what we need to start, how we need to start thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I think we've touched on it Um, and we will expand on it, right? Which is this notion that um, That we are just born a certain way uh, And that we uh, we see the world we see ourselves we see others we see the world in a certain way and that's sort of unchangeable and uh, for many people uh, That's sort of the way they they see themselves and they see others and I really sort of take that myth uh, head-on and you know, we can just look at our own experience Um, To validate uh, that that's not true, right? right? I share in the story in in the book the uh, You know this idea of uh, stages of development that we go through distinct stages of development in terms of how we make meaning And I share the story when I was first in an airplane as a child coming from London England to LA and I looked down and You know, I and all of the people shrunk in size right now to my seven-year-old mind That's exactly what happened, right? Um, a couple years later on the same flight, um, I realized I had the, you know, a different, I was at a different stage of development and I realized, of course, people weren't getting any smaller. I was just, um, you know, had a different perspective and this kind of development happens, you know, throughout adulthood. And so the ability to continue to mature and develop, um, and take control of that, uh, development is, uh, something that we have and that we can shape. And so if we want a better life, if we want a better result, we have to look at the underlying programming and shift that. And that's really the sort of foundation of the book is that we have the opportunity and responsibility uh, to shape the way we see ourselves in
0: the world. Um, And it
1: starts by looking at our most deeply held beliefs.
0: So I'm I'm going to give you a quote that you quote on page 13 that uh, oh. you, you put out there that it's, it, it's unbelievable it says you say it doesn't matter whether your new belief is true or not mm. all that matters is whether the belief is going to serve you dig into that yeah. a little bit
1: yeah it's, it, I, for me that's such an important nuance um, because oftentimes, let's take the distinction that we touched on a little bit already which is chapter 4 this distinction between a victim mindset which is circumstances shape me there's very little I can do to affect my situation and therefore I'm going to blame others versus a responsible mindset which is I shape my circumstances there's always something I can do to affect any situation and I say I'm a hundred percent responsible for my life now if you're all you're looking for is the truth you can find truth in both of those certainly plenty of examples right where it's very little I can do to affect the situation and there's a lot of, it's equally true that there's always something I can do to affect a situation and I think asking which belief is true is the wrong question to ask, because you'll always get an answer, and usually we're going to ha- we're going fi- to we're going to have a bias towards a safety-based uh, choice. The better question is which belief better serves me, hmm. and the belief that I am 100% responsible for my life, for my circumstances, that I can always shape the outcome, is always the more effective belief. And I have choice; I can choose either one of them. So. That's a nuance that I think is a really important one is, you know, not which belief is more true, but which belief is going to better serve me and, and uh, it's critical.
0: I do. And, you know, you talk about, you know, like, you know, when you say when we say I'm the author of my own life and, you know, it's it is our it is our programming, our our, our, our mind's programming and belief system that it that our programming can't be changed. We, we just it's it, it, it's it is the fundamental thing that we have to get past and one of the things that you say is that awareness is so critical to being able to overcome uh, so many, literally, is this beginning of overcoming any one of these challenges and these programmings, is our awareness. So when we talk about being aware, what do you help the, help the listener when we say, okay, yeah, okay, I know that, but that's not really, you're taking it to another level when we say awareness.
1: Yeah, I talk about these three domains, and I think it's important maybe just to to sort of talk about them real briefly. The first domain is what I know I know. That's a pretty small domain. (laughs) The second is what I know that I don't know. And that's where traditional learning and development happens. The third domain is this enormous, unlimited domain of what I don't know I don't know. And that's where real development takes place. That's where real transformation takes place. And that's where um, awareness is critical. Because if I don't know That I don't know. How the heck am I going to discover something? And I talk about the importance of distinctions as the access point to that domain. So we talked about program and code as a distinction. We've talked about responsible and victim mindset as a distinction. Distinctions are born in language. It's why you and I read so much. And what it gives us is the ability to enter that domain of what I didn't know I didn't even know. Mm. And when you get awareness in that domain, that's where true growth happens. And so part of what I'm offering in the book is, look, most of our best growth, the access to an extraordinary life lies in this domain of what I don't know, I don't know. And so the only way to access that is to avail ourselves of the incredible wisdom, much of which is thousands of years old, that provides these powerful distinctions that allow us to have the moment of like, oh my God, I can't even believe I, I didn't even, you know, I, I never even realized that it's profound, right? Those profound like aha moments that happen are usually the product of some new insight, some new distinction, uh, that you've picked up somewhere, somewhere along the way. And it's sort of these powerful distinctions that I'm trying to
0: offer. Awesome. And, and by the way, we're talking with Darren Gold, uh, author of the book, master your code. And he has really, wow. Um, if, if you're just joining us right now, or you just got in here late, um, rewind because it's, it's, you've missed a lot. It's, it's fantastic. Um, one of the things that you finish off this this first chapter with is you, you, it's a heading actually in the chapter. It says to lead an extraordinary life, you need to be the author, not a bystander in your life. Hmm. And you, you you go on to say you know you're going to receive signals all the time. Be prepared for them and take preemptive measures against letting your program auto run. Talk about that a little bit because that's, I yeah. think it's I think it's critical to the rest of the book.
1: Yeah, a little bit of it is uh, you know I talk about you know having a basic understanding of the brain if you want to be a master of yourself because this is a really a book about self mastery and I think the key to living an extraordinary life is is mastering yourself. I start the book with a. Quote from a Stoic philosopher Epictetus, which says, No man is free who is not master of himself. So, if you want self mastery, you have to have some fundamental, crude uh, understanding of the way the brain works. Um, And let me just describe it very briefly. If you had to really reduce this complex thing called the brain, which I I hesitate to do, um, you've got these two major parts. You've got the limbic system, which is where the fight, flight, or freeze response center is located that the the whole purpose of that is for your physical and psychological survival. Um, And then you've got the newer evolutionarily newer part of your brain called the prefrontal cortex. This is where your best thinking happens, where your creativity, your executive function, your ability to self-regulate your emotions, um, where you're at your best. And oftentimes it's the the master is one who knows that the environment will trigger that Limbic system to override the prefrontal cortex and he or she will Know that and take preemptive action to make sure that wait a second. I'm the guardian of my mind and body I'm gonna make sure I control it not let the circumstances and the environment uh, uh, Shape my experience and there are all sorts of things that we can do a lot of it using our body to make sure that we're accessing the best Part of our brain because it's one thing to be aware It's a whole nother level to be not only aware, but to be in control of the best part of our brain.
0: Awesome. Uh, we're, we're with with uh, Darren Gold, Master Your Code uh, author. Uh, this is this is so cool. I I could first of all I could go on with the brain forever because it's you know there's <laughs> somebody who is a psychological professional taught uh, brain anatomy and function. I could do that. I could do that one if we stopped there all day. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I want to move to chapter two because this was is a big one for people. Their myth is I'm hard I am hardwired to react. You know what I You know what you, my emotions are my emotions. I can't control them. Um, Darren, I don't care what you say. I'm an emotional person. Okay, <laughs> I am an emotional person. Don't tell me that my emotions are wrong. And you say in chapter two, well that's kind of a myth because I act. I don't. Re- react. So we got to rewrite the belief system. So what do we need to rewrite here?
1: Yeah, what I'm taking on is this this belief this myth that our our emotions are hardwired and we have very little control. And and that really makes sense because if you think about it, if somebody and I use the car honking example because everybody's been in, you know, in a car and they've been honked at rudely so to speak, right? And you get angry like automatically. There's so little space between the stimulus, the person honking the horn and your reaction. That the mind interprets it as an automatic response an automatic reaction and it's just sort of the way we're wired That's sort of the way way we make sense Um, And it's understandable to think that way and most of us have been taught and conditioned to believe that we're animals by nature and we have emotional uh, Hardwiring There's a ton of research uh, That's been done recently that's taken on that myth and I try to um, bring that to life in the book which says wait a second our emotions are just as constructed as any other belief. And if they're constructed, that means we have the opportunity and, dare I say, responsibility to reconstruct them, even the things that feel like they're happening so quickly and so automatically. And that is a game changer, because if you want to lead an extraordinary life in your relationships, in your work, um, whatever domain of life you're in, the ability to be in control, to act, not react, Is going to be the source of a lot of joy and fulfillment and happiness and just again here we are with distinctions right this distinction that I have the ability to control my emotions is a big one and it takes a lot of work uh, because it's uh, an undoing of a lot of conditioning some people decades of conditioning and I talk a little bit about the steps to do that
0: yeah, so we, you, you just talked about, you just kind of put the two myths kind of together, uh, which you did there. I love that, which is great. You simplified yeah. it for me. We're, as humans, we seem to be hardwired to experience emotions, and those emotions happened automatically. I'm not going to get into the activation of the uh, anterior cingulate cortex or the amygdala. Um, also, uh, what you perceive through your senses dictates the way you feel. Um, but you have a quote here that I think is important right after that. You say you not only have control over your emotions, you have a responsibility to control yeah. them. The bad news, no more excuses. <laughs> and that's on page 32. Yeah. So you ask the question, are you a slave or master of your emotions? And you give us four steps, starting with awareness. So let's just let's just help people maybe. Do you mind going through some of these steps? Uh, awareness, name the part of your program that analyzes your behavior.
1: Yeah. Happy to do that. Yeah. So so I think, you know, it does start with awareness. We're already, you're now aware, (laughs) (laughs) consider yourself aware (laughs) that there is a body of research out there. Um, and if you need research, um, there's, there are great places to find it, um, that your emotions are constructed just like anything else. Um, even though that's hard to see at first. So that's the first step. Mm -hmm. The second step is you got to name the part of your program. Um, That's sort of driving this emotion. Take the car honking example in the book. You know, it might be a belief that, you know, all people are all people who are rude are bad or, you know, uh, there's no excuse for rude behavior or anybody who honks at me longer than two seconds is a rude, evil person. And therefore, I need to react in a certain way. Believe it or not, that's what the programming, your underlying program is telling you to do. So that's the second step is just to say, what, what is it? What is this belief that I hold? Um, and step three is to really examine it. Say, OK, wait a second. Is it true? And here I draw on the work of Byron Katie, who has f- a fundamentally um, uh, exquisite practice of questioning and examining your beliefs. But is it true? And what happens to me when I believe this thought? What happens in my body? And um, and then lastly, what would it look like if I held an opposite belief? You know, so uh, this person is rude. That might be the belief. OK, the opposite belief is this person isn't rude. OK, well, where can I find evidence of that? Well, it's, there's 101 different reasons. Maybe they didn't actually mean to tap their horn or they held it a little longer than they they intended. How many times have I done that only to feel terrible uh, about honking at somebody or they're in a really bad place and they're just trying to get somebody where, somewhere real fast. They're not trying to be rude to me. There's all sorts of ways I can begin to question my belief or. Another one is I'm rude, Hmm. and that's a really revealing one. It's like holy cow! If I listen to what's going on my inner monologue, I am rude beyond belief. I'm I'm calling this person all sorts of names in my mind. (laughs) I'm, you know, threatening to chase them, you know, down the highway. Like where am I rude? And what happens in that's in the course of those four steps is I begin to detach a little bit. I don't let go of my beliefs. I'm not letting people off the hook, but I get to a little space. And in the space is where there's magic, because if I have a little bit of space now, I can say, you know what, maybe next time this happens to me, I'm going to choose my response. I might not be be thrilled somebody's hanging at me, but I might just be indifferent. Um, And that is the practice. And it's practice that takes takes a while, and anything good requires a commitment to practice, but, but that's sort of the, the four steps that I lay out in the book. Yeah.
0: I, I, you, you also talk about here as well, by the way, I'm talking with Darren J. Gold, uh, author, master your code, um, the art, wisdom, and science of leading uh, an extraordinary life. You talk about leveraging and optimizing your body and, mm-hmm. uh, by how your body influences the brain more than your brain influences the body. Do You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, it's I think it's so important. You know, we often think that there's this unidirectional relationship between the brain and the body Right. The brain sends a signal. I pick something up. The reality is the body is sending uh, Signals to the brain all the time. And if I had to again crudely reduce it to, to two primary signals It's either I'm safe or I'm in danger. That's the signal that the brain is getting from the body If the brain's getting a signal, I'm in danger. Here we go limbic system gets activated again You know crudely speaking uh, if they're neuroscientists leading to this, they probably have all sorts of issues with the way I'm describing this. But, um, and I'm I'm gonna be reactive. I'm not gonna be contr- in control of my emotions. I'm not gonna be able to self-regulate. If my body is telling my brain everything is safe, then the best part of my brain's online. I get to be thoughtful, deliberate in choice, right about how I respond to my circumstances, and I act in a totally different way. I see a totally different world. Um, because we're going to see the things that our brain is focused on. And I say the access to that best part of your brain oftentimes comes from your body. And I mentioned three things. The first is your posture. How are you holding your posture? Are you open Mm. or are you really closed and guarding your vital organs? If you're the latter, your body's telling your brain, "Uh uh-oh, predator. Um, what are you doing with your facial expressions? We have 42 muscles in the face, the most important of which, um, allow us to smile how many times are we smiling I'm even smiling um, doing this interview because I know that I'm actually really enjoying you Jay and and this conversation but I also know that that's gonna put me in a state it's gonna send a signal to my brain where I can be at my best and then the last thing is breathing how do I intentionally consciously breathe and really focus because if I'm breathing rapidly and shallow or if I get really angry guess what happens to my breathing it stops Guess what signal my body is sending to my brain yeah. so my breathing I can use intentionally And so it really you're leveraging your body to optimize your own performance The last thing I will say is that it not only affects your own performance But it affects the physiology and therefore the performance of others If you I ask leaders that I coach when you walk into a room Do you raise or lower the anxiety in the room? Mm. And oftentimes they say gosh, I think I raise it and I say, well you're people you're trying to lead and influence aren't going to be at their best. And oftentimes the way you get people in their best emotional and energetic state is how you show up physiologically. So we have a lot to do with
0: the the body. Wow. Wow. I could just talk to you all day, man. (laughs) I (laughs) I love this stuff. This is so good. Uh, We're talking with Darren J. Gold, author of Master Your Code. The Art, Wisdom, and Science of Leading an Extraordinary Life. The book is available on Amazon, bookstores everywhere. Uh, it's it's also available in a variety of formats. As a matter of fact, I, even, I, I have read this book from cover, but I, cover to cover, but I liked it so much I also got the Audible version so they could uh, awesome. listen to it over and over again uh, because I read it, it's dog-eared, but man, is this book uh, so good. And what a great re- the book is a great reminder for you by the way and by the way we're not done um, but uh, it's a great reminder for me to that sometimes I get bad stinking thinking you know I'm some gonna call it stinking thinking <laughs> and I get stinking thinking and I have to remind myself that you know what I can change my own programming in my brain and and this book has certainly been a really really great resource to remind me and that's why I bought Audible was to remind me that you know what just because this happened doesn't mean that that's the way it's going to be and i am guilty like everyone else a fundamental attribution error i will blame something when i don't know the whole story and so i am as guilty as anyone else and it was a great reminder that i mm-hmm. can judge someone's personality based on one incident and not on the entire person and i'm even if i don't say it out loud it happened in my mind and that's that needs to be rewritten there too. And so, so, yeah, right. I mean, right. I mean, it's not, it's not just there. I mean, it's not just, not just because I don't overtly say it doesn't make it right. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm having this conversation in my head. It, which is just
1: as important and powerful, right? Yeah, right. So the conversation you're having with yourself is the most important conversation you'll ever have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it is. Uh, By the way, we're talking to Darren J. Gold here on A New Direction. Hey, i got to just tell you, A New Direction has as a new sponsor this year, and it's Epic Physical Therapy. Their facility offers the most advanced, top-of-the-line equipment including the Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, Normatec compression sleeves, and Game Ready, just to name a few. They're trained and certified in the most comprehensive cutting-edge treatments available, including blood flow restriction therapy, you may know it as BFR, dry needling, and of course cupping. And you've seen the Olympians uh, swimmers with the little circles on their back being cupped, and, and so many more things. I have been there. I've... You know, sometimes they get these gym injuries and I'm just telling you, they really, really do a great job there and they just have so many awesome awesome ways, and the people are great, but their equipment's outstanding. I really recommend them. You can learn more about Epic PT. Tell them that you heard them on A New Direction. Just go to epicpt.com, E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And of course, Linda Craft and Team Realtors, doesn't matter where you're at in the world, Linda Craft and her team can help you find the right home or help you sell your home by matching you with the right professional to help you do that. Their culture is a culture of legendary customer service. What that means is that they believe that they can't just have customer service, they have to have an experience that is absolutely legendary compared to anyone else they're located at 7306 Forks Road in Raleigh North Carolina and they would love to hand you a bottle of water because that's what they do when you first walk into the door. Doesn't matter, they're just going to hand a bottle of water, welcome you in and just want to say hey. And if you just have a question, they're willing to answer it. If you there are all sorts of things that they will do for you, just go in, ask them, you know, hey, I have a question about real estate. What what can somebody help me? And they will be more than happy to do that. So it, it doesn't matter that they're in Raleigh. They're locally owned. And when I mean local, I mean completely local. They're, they don't belong to an own company. They are their own company. And it, you can learn more by going to LindaCraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And we're back here with uh, Darren J. Gold and Master Your Code. And, uh, you know, it's really funny, Darren, because when I start reading this book, when I started reading this book, I was like, golly, man, these first two chapters were so, to me, they're so impactful because I think for me it's the foundation of the rest of the book. Mm. That was kind of how I felt that because, uh, because I think once we get past these two issues and you start to give us the framework, to me it was kind of a framework of where we needed to go, then all of a sudden when I start moving down this list, right? and one of the one of the and, and one of the things that i want to talk about here is in, in chapter 3 is you know this idea that sometimes we think that we're winners that we're playing to win mm. but the because we do we really think you know when so we, i mean how many people have you ever asked where you go so how are you as a risk taker and people are, oh yeah i love risks and then you realize that you spend the more time with them is that oh no you don't you you may think you risk because but because we lie to ourselves about how risky we are don't we sure
1: yeah I mean yeah we uh, I think we're we're oriented to play it safe you know and then there's a reason for that our species wants to survive and procreate right so right, there's right, a bias yeah. towards survival and safety it's um, passed on from generation to generation and there's a lot of uh, wisdom in that right. but oftentimes it comes at the expense of the kind of risk-taking and courage and stretching ourselves that's important to really lead an extraordinary life. And so just really, again, getting in touch with the awareness of how much of your own programming is designed to keep you safe but not for you to thrive, and what would it look like to begin to expand that so that you're – range of actions expands and the kind of results you can get um goes up uh, is, is sort of the point of this chapter
0: yeah well i you have a quote in here too that i loved and i i'm highlight, i highlight these quotes there's certain quotes that like punch me right in the face and <laughs> so this is another one of those quotes that punched me in the face on page 44 if you do not become the master of your past you will remain a prisoner of it mm. yeah uh, that, that's powerful to me because our past so so I know that you talk about in this chapter of childhood our childhood plays a huge role in our belief system with all this but talk about how our past you know affects this idea of risk and playing to win and how we can remain a prisoner of that because I mean it's a be- The quote is powerful and and it's huge and it literally smacked me, but I'd love to hear your <laughs> I'd love to hear your, <laughs> your Yeah your, your Well, I think it's trip. so
1: important for us to be students of our past but not prisoners of it And so I was I'm almost reluctant to write the chapter because I didn't want to Perpetuate this myth that we're prisoners of our past that, you know, we've that's just like who we are But we have to understand our past. And I think the primary distinction I offer in this chapter is what I call survival strategies. And what happens in childhood is, you know, at one point or another in multiple instances, we are faced with some sort of trauma. Now, it can be really serious trauma uh, or it could be what I call kind of lowercase T trauma, you know, teased or bullied or excluded in some way, shape or fashion. But for a seven or eight year old, and I share my own story of when I came from London, England to Southern California, I had, it was eight years old, having an English accent at 18 uh, was very cool. At age eight, not so cool. (laughs) And so I got teased mercilessly. And in that moment, my psychology, my program had to devise a rule that would keep me safe. And the rule that I devised, not knowing, I didn't know I was devising it, was that I need to be likable. I need to do everything I can at all costs to become likable so that this never happens again. And that's exactly what I did. I became really, really good at being likable. And um, it shaped almost, you know, almost all of who I was. And I, I, and it really served me. I was popular in school. I had early professional success. I had this sort of likability superpower. And because I was so obsessed with it and it was so much driving me, I was so much a prisoner of this eight-year-old childhood experience that it limited me. I was, I found it really hard to have direct, honest conversations with people. I didn't want to risk not being liked. Mm -hmm. And so as I was getting into leadership roles, I was robbing people of development. And then the weird thing was people liked me so much that they were afraid to give me critical (laughs) feedback. So I was robbing myself of my own development. And this is the double-edged sword of these survival strategies. They really serve and protect you Uh, particularly in childhood, but then they sort of reach the limits of their effectiveness and can really get in the way of truly leading an extraordinary life. So understanding your past, understanding which primary strategy you have, and I talk about three of
0: them, it it can be a really great first step in mastering your past and then moving beyond it. You also talk about that there is the uh, understanding the effects of trauma, because Mm -hmm. trauma is, I, I don't think people, I think, you know, we try to, you know, suppress our traumas that we don't want to, uh, we, we, you know, we, we want to deny that they ever happened, right? Yeah. And yet it's those traumas, it's those traumatic experiences and, and, you know, you divide them up, well, you divide them up three, I think actually Felitti derives them up into three categories and he discovered this uh, whole thing really through the you know, when he was working with overweight patients and then all of a sudden he, he asks, accidentally asked the wrong question and yeah. right. And he yeah. says, you know uh, how much did you know, how much did you weigh when you first had sex? And she said 40 pounds, which that's not what he meant. He said at what age? And, and, and of course then all of a sudden a light bulb comes on and realizes, oh my gosh, um, my overweight patients, the, uh, the large percentage of them had some sort of an childhood trauma or abuse. And you, you talk about three, abuse, neglect, family dysfunction, um, yeah. as the three categories, and we talk about this in terms of, you talk about this anyway, in terms of adverse childhood experiences, and uh, you you also point out some of these statistics, and I just want to share these with people, uh, and the adverse, of adverse childhood experiences, 66%, this is in the book, by the way, 66% of U.S. adults have suffered from at least one adverse childhood experience. 25% have 3 or more adverse childhood experiences. 25% will experience an adverse childhood experience before their fourth birthday. 33% of women will experience sexual abuse. More than 300 million people worldwide suffer from depression. 10% of the US population meets the diagnostic diagnostic criteria for drug and alcohol disorder. Those are pretty staggering statistics.
1: Yeah yeah
0: i mean i mean they're they're sobering i hope i mean right they're really sobering and and yet the the talk about our childhood traumas and because these are i mean people got to come to grips with right i mean we do have to be aware of these things and we've got to, right don't we
1: you have to right and i think we've you know lived in a culture for far too long that's all too willing to sort of shove it down and ignore it and pretend that it doesn't matter and and um there is all sorts of incredible um breakthrough discoveries that are helping us really understand the role of trauma in our lives and again i don't i'm not a person that says you know that our past should ever limit us but not attending to the most traumatic parts of our past um is a recipe for not living uh, a fulfilling life so yes we have to understand it um and we have to take it on courageously uh, with maturity and courage and 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 compassion for ourselves because we live out of our trauma and um, A person who's willing to do that with enough dedication and enough time and I don't think it takes forever by the way But it is it is, is it is effort and time Can transcend the, the the limits of their trauma and become masterful. They can master their own mind and body and that's really um, a stand that I want to powerfully take for people Because there may be a lot of your listeners that have had some form of trauma, again, it can be defined in many different ways um, that without attending to it are going to be limited by it. And uh, I say in the book, like, I'm taking a hard stand that everybody has the right and the potential to lead an extraordinary life. And a big part of it is becoming a a master of your
0: past. That's awesome. His name's Darren J. Gold, book uh, Master Your Code. Available Amazon, bookstores everywhere, Audible, Kindle. Uh, every format. I I, I listen. I, I told you right. I've got a copy of this book here that's completely dog-eared. I also purchased the Audible copy uh, because the, the book is so powerful and in so many ways. You know, we we have this tendency, Darren. Uh, and he's you're joining us here on New Direction. Uh, you know, we have this tendency to just lie to ourselves. I I I know we do. I know that we don't like talking about it, but it really is true. We just have this tendency to believe that we know ourselves better than we really do. And and we just don't. You know you know what I mean we really just don't know ourselves as well as we'd like to think we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um so we you know we've almost been on an hour.
1: <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Uh, it's gone so it's like ten f- minutes. Yeah, it's, it's it's this has been fun, man. Thank you. This has been a blast. Um uh, folks, you, you need to get this book. Uh there's so many more things we haven't even talked about Uh, things like I seek to understand that the power of truly listening, uh, we, we didn't get to so much of this book, um, recognizing the upsides and downsides, the polarity map that he has Mm. in there. Uh, I own my own identity, the power of paradigm. Um, I, I never stop learning and growing. How many times, um, have you heard that people don't change? Right. And we never talked about that. And then, you know, I am my word, you know, uh, and uh, we're all works in progress there and I live on purpose and so here's what I want to do I ask at the end of every show I ask my guests which I now call my friends because after this show I always feel like we're friends and we'll be friends forever Uh, we certainly are Facebook friends so we're good there Um, (laughs) so if you were to leave the listeners a new direction based on Master Your Code if Darren J. Gold could leave people a new direction what would that new direction be?
1: It's a belief that, um, in your full potential and, uh, it starts with the beliefs you have about yourself. And we didn't get a chance to talk about chapter seven, which is my identity, which are the beliefs that I hold about my own capabilities and capacity and adopting a powerful belief about yourself. It may be the most transformative thing that you can do. And so I, I would just encourage all of your readers to take the advice Jay that you give them which is read prolifically. If my book can be part of your library, wonderful. Uh, But most importantly is that you avail yourself of the incredible resources out there to enrich your mind.
0: And through that enriching of your mind, uh, anything's possible. Wow. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Is this a way to start a new year? I think yes. (laughs) That's what I think. I could not ask for a better way to have the first show after the first of the new year uh, Darren, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. That's this is the show. I mean, my gosh, I'm, 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 it, Darren was outstanding. He's great. He's great. By the book, <laughs> master your code. By the book, please do, folks. You know, I tell you, be inspired. And Darren inspired me, and I hope to inspire you, and I hope you inspire someone else because in turn, that means other people will be inspired, and that can make this world an amazing place to live thank you all for everything that you gave me in 2019 I hope you come back and tell your friends in 2020 world thank you Israel France UK India thank you Ireland thank you so much you have been so great to me and I appreciate it now the other 35 countries in the world thank you and we look to have more folks you know what I say every week because I got to close the show I'll be back next week with another great guest so you know what Chow every strength to go a different way, yeah. The time has come for a new direction, yeah, yeah, new direction, yeah, yeah. When you lost your confidence, and the answers don't make sense, got to keep your hope alive got to know you can survive this is your